It is Thursday, February 9th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. All right, Plouffe, you're not you're not joining me at Super Bowl this weekend. You're not like making a special trip on somebody's private jet out there or anything, are you? Uh, I had some plans to go out there, maybe on a PJ, maybe not. You know, none of your business, see Rosie. But oh. uh, I am getting inducted into my high school hall of fame on Saturday night, so I will not right. be attending any festivities in Arizona over the weekend. Thank you. I'm excited about it. I'm very honored. Um, more than anything, it's going to give me a chance to like thank people who have helped me out um, along this path. You know, I'm a very happy person, right? Like I'm yes, happy. I love my life, and I owe it to a lot of people who helped me get here. So that's my, I'm excited to do that, but I will not be in Arizona. I know you will be, and you will be post game with the champs on the field. Yeah. Oh man. I'm a little yeah, jealous. A good of gig. It's a good gig. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, yeah. Isn't like the track team or the tennis team or something getting inducted as well. Who was it? There's a, a championship track team. That's also getting inducted. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, that's what I would go for. You would be okay. kind of the the uh, the sidebar, but I would go okay. for the track team. I'm curious if these guys are still fast. What if I just say, hey, let's go out there on the track right now, track team from 2008? Yeah, 12 for 23 in stolen bases. <laughs> Here we go. And it's the reason I am wearing the Toronto Maple Leaf on my hat today. Bo Bichette has reportedly agreed to an extension with the Blue Jays. Three years, it's going to wipe out his final three years of arbitration. We don't know the dollar figures as of yet. Now, MLB Network, remember, had him listed number seven on their top 10 shortstops for 2023. In your opinion, does that number sound right? And where does he have to improve in order to move up the ladder? It does sound about right to me, although I think he can move at least uh, one or two spots up there. I mean, at that top there. You're talking Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, Bogarts, Lindor, and I know I'm missing somebody else. Seager is four, and Lindor Seager. five, Swanson six. Those top five are pretty tough to surpass, although if you look at Bobachet's offensive numbers, he definitely could uh, make it there. I think he has a chance to pass Dansby there. Uh, for Bo, what he needs to improve on is a little bit of his defense. And I think, you know, when you – when you go look and read, you know, what the Blue Jays fans are talking about and see some of the numbers, it's more about his throwing than anything. So to me, that's footwork, uh, getting yourself in the right position, staying low. Uh, so I think he can improve those things. Defense is something you can improve, whether it's your positioning, whether it's getting out there and just taking a, a zillion ground balls and just getting that repetition, you can improve your defense. So I think that bat, I mean, go look at the offensive numbers. They are legit. They're on par with the best shortstops in the game. If he improves the defense a little bit and then gets his stolen base percentage back to what it used to be. Cause last year mm. he had a Trevor Pluvesque stolen base percentage. He did. <laughs> if you get back to that, you know, 80, 85, 90% clip, uh, I think you will rise. This guy's been 12th in the MVP in 2021, 11th in the MVP in 2022. He's doing everything he needs to do. I think people forget about Bo for some reason. He's going to demand a lot of money. I don't know what this extension was. You said there's no money attached to it yet. Uh, when he hits free agency, is going to be big money because this guy is a hell of a player, and I think he could end up being a top five shortstop in the game. Well, I'll answer one of the questions you asked is, you know, why don't people talk about him? Because he's got Vlad Jr. on that team. And so he's going to get all the um, offensive accolades and bouquets thrown his direction, no matter what Bo Bichette does. So I did a little digging into his numbers. 
and I his 2021 numbers were unreal. Almost 30 homers, 25 steals in 26 attempts, and his war was 6.0. Now, it went down drastically, finished at 3.6 last year, and I wondered if that was strictly defense. It wasn't, even though his defensive metrics, I think, did suffer a little bit. You mentioned it already. It was base running. It wasn't strictly the steals where, you know, he got caught basically one time per month a year ago. It wasn't very good. It might have even been more frequently than that. But he went from one of the elite statistical base runners in 2021 to one of the worst in 2022. I can't believe that at age 24, he's already losing a ton of speed. I think I wonder if maybe that's something that he can get back or not. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't have a problem with him being ranked seventh on this list because of the six guys ahead of him are, you know, it's a golden era of shortstops. We've talked about it. You could just tell by the amount of money these guys are getting thrown at them in free agency. And um, it doesn't mean just because he's ranked seventh that he's not very good. It just means that we have an unbelievable group of shortstops and he is part of that group. Base running is something that, you know, definitely you try to take advantage of early on in your career. You have the younger legs, not a lot of miles on them. Uh, but it's the first thing to go when guys start to think about, hey, I want to keep myself healthy. I want to play 160 games every single year because that's how you get paid is playing games and putting up those counting stats. Now, I know there's metrics that can, you know, measure different things and counting stats aren't the end all be all. But trust me, when you're going through arbitration and stuff like that, they mean something because you're getting comped to other players. Uh, so, you know, for Bo, it could have been, hey, maybe I'll lay off my base running this year. Uh, because I want to stay healthy. But, you know, if he starts to look at his numbers and they do suffer because of it, it could spark something in him. Hey, I want to get back to stealing bases. I want to go first or third more. Some of that stuff can be circumstantial too, like the opportunities you get, who you get them against. Uh, that's what that's mm -hmm. what they do. They say, oh, you have an opportunity to go first or third. How many guys would take that opportunity? But sometimes you're playing against really good right fielders when that opportunity presents itself and the game doesn't allow you to do that. So the base running numbers can get skewed a little bit. And like I said, they are the first thing to go. But if Bo now has the three years locked up where he knows what he's going to make, we might see a, a little bit different guy on the base pass, a little bit more risky, if you will. Well, I'll tell you this, and we'll be making our preseason predictions, you know, very, very late in, in March. Um, I had the Blue Jays winning it all last year. They got to the playoffs, didn't end up winning the game. We'll see how Bichette and the entire team rebounds here in 2023. Uh, let's move on to a guy who used to play shortstop, now one of the best third basemen in the game, Manny Machado. Remember, he can opt out after this season. Many people expect him to do that. But Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic came up with five reasons why the Padres will offer him an extension and or in some cases should offer him, him an extension. In your opinion, is it better for baseball if Machado agrees to an extension and stays in San Diego or hits the free agent market after this season. First, an interesting article by Kenny because he says this is there's no rumors out there that they even begin discussing an extension. He's just mm -hmm. kind of throwing it out there. And the first reason he gives in his article is Steve Cohen, that bad man looming in New York, basically saying, "Look, he wanted to get Correa. If you let Machado opt out, he's going to get him. He's going to go there and offer what Machado wants." So. Uh, like I said, interesting article by him. I did like it. Uh, as far as if it's good for baseball, 
it can go both ways. I think as a player, I want to see as many guys uh, get back into free agency as possible and have that leverage and use that leverage because, you know, you work as hard as these guys work uh, for the few times that you do get to choose where you play and, and you get to talk to different teams. It doesn't happen very often. So I think as a player, I'm like, I, I'd like to see him get to free agency. And then if he wants to go back to San Diego, sure. Like that, that let, let him pay him what he's worth. Uh, and, and let them get wind and dined by all the other teams. For a baseball fan, especially if someone uh, is a San Diego Padres fan, of course you want to see him back there. And it's kind of cool, like, you know, what they're doing down in San Diego. If you build it, they will come. They have great uh, attendance. I know that you mentioned, like, they're the only show in town, although there are some college sports. They are the only professional sports team in town. Uh, but what they've done, if you've seen the the Fan Fest pictures, I mean, it, it was awesome, dude. So... As a baseball fan, I think it's good for him to be in San Diego. As a player, I would say, hey, man, go test free agency. See what you got out there. Do you think that Machado opting out and leaving has any effect on Juan Soto's future in San Diego? Or do you think that if he stays, it has any effect on Juan Soto's future in San Diego? (sighs) It's a tough question because part of me is like, well, can you really sign both these guys? I mean, Juan Soto already got offered 15 years, 440 million, bro. <laughs> like Machado is going to be wanting an eight, nine, 10 year deal worth around 300 million. Right. He's I probably what, what is want he the to... same deal that they originally gave him, which was 10 for 300. Yeah. So like he's, can, can you do both? Great. I would love that. But in my mind, what, if Machado stays, it kind of pushes Soto out the door. And if he leaves, it makes San Diego more willing to go after Soto. I know they want both of them. I just don't know. Can you really, can you really do that? Okay. So almost a billion dollars are going to come in. If you're going to play that game, if you're San Diego, wouldn't you go after the younger guy? I mean, I know that he doesn't have the defensive prowess that Machado does. Yeah. But wouldn't you go after, wouldn't you go after Juan Soto and just say, Hey, yeah, we'll give you a 13 year. Here's 480, 400, 500, whatever it is. Wouldn't you give that to him? I, I mean, look, I, I'm not in the clubhouse. I don't know, you know, what the feeling is like about these guys. I know Machado's a leader, and you need mm-hmm. guys that can lead your team. Yeah. You know, and they're putting together a core of guys here that, you know, they want someone there to be at the helm. Now, I'm not saying Soto's not a leader. I've never been around him enough to know. But I know Machado is. I've heard many guys speak on him that way. So I think that plays into uh their you know comes into play a little bit here. But I mean both these guys are absolute superstars. So pick pick your pick your poison. Um, so a few things about Machado before we move on. If he does opt out, he automatically becomes the second biggest prize in the free agent market behind Shohei. And it's not even close. To me, there's a an enormous gap. There's obviously a big gap between Shohei and Machado, not because of how much better, but just in terms of what he brings, right? Getting an ace pitcher and a number two hole hitter. Um, But like I could see the Giants making a play. Obviously, they want to go after Otani. We get that. But if they don't get him, boy, bringing Machado up the California coast to be the centerpiece of a team that's added some nice players, I could see that. Obviously, the Mets, if they don't get Shohei, I could see that. Do the Yankees finally make a play for Machado once Donaldson's off the books? Does that make sense for them? 
Like, I just think that there's so many, that's what makes it super interesting. And you damn well better believe that San Diego would be back in on it. So, yeah. And the other thing is, is that if you sign him to a 10 year contract, it is possible you are getting the next guy that gets 3000 hits in this game. He's 1,403 hits shy. And as we've talked about on this show an awful lot, he plays every day. Yeah. Very few injuries in his career, which is good. Um, and that's something you'd want to be able to sell tickets to somewhere down the line. I know it's not the end all be all, but it's a nice little added bonus. I know this is a baseball show. I got the bat right here, but are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers. You can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. I can't wait to watch this game. I think I'm going Eagles. I think I'm going that line and that defense to dominate. We'll see what I end up throwing on DraftKings. I'm not sure yet. But if you want to get in on the action, all you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code baseball today. New customers, like I said, can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. And that's only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code baseball today. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Please see show notes for details. Building off of that, which player is most likely to get a big dollar extension before the season starts? We have seen it in recent years, obviously with Jose Ramirez of the Cleveland Guardians right before the season started a year ago. He got the richest deal ever in Cleveland Guardians history. So who's in line to maybe get a nine-figure deal right before opening day that we haven't talked about? You just said his nickname, my boy, nine-figure Ian Edward Happ. Now, if you're the Cubs. Really? I look, I think they have to do this. I think what they're building there is, you know, they're building something there. Okay. They're making the team competitive this year as they're rebuilding the farm system. Okay. We talk about leaders a lot on this team because it's important. And I'm going to keep stressing the fact you have to have leaders in your clubhouse. It is important. It's to show these guys that come up how to be professionals. The game can be very fast for you when you first come up. You need a guy that's been there and done that, that you can rely on. I can't think of anybody more reliable than Ian Happ. I mean, this guy is a, a student of the game. Um, you know, the way he prepares, the head he has on his shoulders, you know, what he just, he brings it all. And I think they'd be remiss to let him walk into free agency this year. I think they should go after him before the season, sign him to the nine figures that I'm demanding as his faux agent and lock him up. Because if you want, to turn this thing around quickly, you got to have someone at the helm. I think Ian could be the guy. Hey, I think it'd be good for us. Yeah. We'd love it at Job Boy Media. Compound would get a new studio, uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, a this lot of coffee. A career 800 OPS guy. Like, let's go. I, I know. Okay, it makes sense. It's That's one that caught me off guard, though, because I just don't – I don't know if the Cubs have it in them because, right, they end up letting Bryant walk – they traded Baez, Schwarber, a goner, Rizzo, traded him too. You would have figured that one of those guys would have gotten an extension. And maybe if they end up doing it with the in-hap, hey, I'd they love were to They see were it. tearing it down at that point. They made a decision to tear it down at that point. I think yes. right now we're on the other way. Yeah, they've reversed course. There's no question about it. They have. Uh, for me, Framber Valdez. Ooh, yeah. 
Okay. I think it sets up perfectly. This is a guy who really jumped to another level a season ago. He led the American League in innings pitched in complete games, tied for the lead in shutouts, even though it was only one. He still did. He's 29. I guarantee it. You know, we they talked about it last year during the postseason that it wasn't an easy journey for him to get to the big leagues at all. So now that he's here and he's had a couple of successful seasons in a row and he is approaching the age of 30 and he is a pitcher, no organization does a better job of giving their young guys or guys that they feel like they could sign to nine-figure deals without breaking the bank money than the Houston Astros. So I think they could get him for a very solid price. He's still several years away from free agency. You know, I mean, look at the dollar figures. They Bregman got a hundred million dollar deal. Like ten years, a hundred, wasn't it? Or is that it wasn't ten? Years. Uh, was I don't it? think seven it was, years. Seven I don't years, think it was 10. Yeah, seven. I think Jordan just got one for one fifteen. One fifteen for one of the best hitters in baseball. Altuve. They had to give him a couple deals. The second got a little richer, but it's still $163 million. Compared to some of the dollar figures we've seen, you know, it was six for 100 Thank you, Dan. I'm reading five for 100 So we're all just – do we even know what's going on? Well, Baseball reference has five for 100 Here's the point. The point is it was $100 million. It wasn't 212 I think that's the one we're getting at, okay? So I think that that Houston, they pinpoint certain guys. Like, to me – the interesting thing will be if they are able to extend Tucker. I think he's a guy that might price himself out of Houston because I think Houston is very steadfast and they go, we'll let certain guys walk, right? How many organizations could let in consecutive years, George Springer, Garrett Cole, and Carlos Correa all walk and be like, yeah, this is because this is the way we do it. This is where we're going to land financially. We love players. But this is where we're going to tap out. And so I think that that's a perfect meeting, these two. I like that. I feel like there's a, there's a bunch of guys they could at least approach and try to sign early. They have some of these young guys with, with plenty of control left that you're right, Chris. If you kind of go flash the dollars at them, it's hard to turn down. And then you become that team that has the cost-controlled players and you can supplement and add. So I like it, man. There's a lot of guys around the league that need to get these extensions done. So owners mm-hmm. and GMs, let's go, man. Come on. And by the way, it can change the entire feeling of a season. Like I thought I went to bed one night thinking that Jose Ramirez was getting traded to San Diego. I woke up the next day and he got the biggest contract in Cleveland history. And it just made me feel better as the season was fast approaching. And we kind of rode that whole wave of momentum throughout the entire season of him being the leader of a very young team, but it just made fans feel better. So it just, it's a good way to go. I think when, when hey. extensions get done right before the season, who's uh Jed Hoyer GM of the Cubs. No, he's not the GM. He's uh he's a step above. Um, He actually Fine. came over from Cleveland. Jed, let's just talk to Jed. Um, if he's running okay. the thing, let's talk to Jed. Uh, Seven years, one twenty. He'll get the job done for me and Ian. Now, do you get a piece of that since nope. you're getting it done here? No, no I, don't want, I don't want a piece. You don't want it? Don't no, want pro, pro bono. You sound like a guy trying to use the legal defense fund here. Don't don't say <laughs> pro bono because that means... If he wants Happer to throw a few trouble. bones my way. By the way, Happer might be the next great two-sport two, two sport athlete. He's He could end up being... I know it's a 
It's several decades away, but he could end up being on that senior tour. That's how good a golfer he is. I love him. He's got some dog in him too. He, he plays like he's some like cool, like, you know, cool and collected dude. He's got some dog mm-hmm. in him too. All right. Uh, MLB Network came out with its top 100 right now, and they started with the first 20 players, 100 through 81. Uh, which player in those that first group of 20 has the best shot of, say, cracking the top 50 by the end of the year? There's a lot of good players on that list. I'll take two. Bobby Witt Jr., I think uh, he can definitely make a massive... Well, I'm not, I'm only going to go into depth on one. Bobby Witt Jr. could make a massive leap um, on that chart if he goes out and has a good season this year. He has all the tools that you could ever want in a baseball player. For me, I think the easiest one is Jazz Chisholm. I think, you know, him going to center field, we'll see how he does. I believe in him. I think he can, I don't know if he's going to win a gold glove right away, but I think he'll be definitely serviceable out there and, and he he'll does. find his way. I know. Well, he's very confident and I love that in people. I think he'll find his way out there. He's athletic enough to do it. And then if you look at what he did last year before he got hurt, I mean, 213 at-bats, he had 14 homers, 860 OPS. If he continues to put up numbers like that while playing center field, I mean, they were talking about a top 20 player in the game. So, Jazz is my guy. Okay. It's a great pick. Uh, I knew that's where you were going to go. Or maybe I thought you were going to go with uh, Luis Robert. I was. Uh, I thought about him too. Okay. Yeah, Pantera. I know you're, you're a huge, uh, huge. What, what do we call him? Bobby? What? No, he does. Lou Bob does not like that. Lou Bob. He doesn't like that. Okay. La Pantera. Yeah, I had a hard time with this list. Um, because there's some guys who have been in the top fifty or even like the top ten, right? Clayton Kershaw checked in at eighty-one. You Darvish is a guy who's been a top fifty player before. Uh, I thought about picking. Logan Webb of the Giants, but I am really bad at this stuff, and I don't want to be the reason to keep him out of this list. So I, you're gonna jinx him. him. You're not going to. I promise you. So I'm gonna go with a guy who I really don't know. I like him as a baseball player, and I really can't jinx him because he already received his contract extension, even though he's never suited up for this team. And I'm gonna say it's Sean Murphy. So he checked in at number 84 on the list. Last year, go look at his splits. He goes from hitting in cavernous Coliseum to Atlanta. It's not the old launching pad, but he's a guy that plays basically every day. Uh, He hit 18 homers a year ago. Only six catchers hit more than that. And he didn't have anybody around him in a lineup. And now he's going to be just kind of sneaking into that lineup. Like people look, on opening day, and they'll be like, oh, my God, they traded for Sean Murphy. You're going to be too busy focusing on Acuna and Albies and Austin Riley and Matt Olson, right? And you're going to totally forget that Sean Murphy's in the lineup until he clicks you, and he's a good defender. So he's a guy that might be able to sneak into the top few catchers in the league, thus putting him in the top 50. I like that. There's a lot of great players on this list. I mean, you could – Really well, interchange a lot 100. of these guys. Yeah. I mean, Devin Williams to me is going to get an opportunity to be at the back end of games mm-hmm. for the Brewers. So he could skyrocket yep. if he gets a bunch of saves this year. Yep. Yeah. A lot of guys. Yep. Okay. Do you like the top 100 lists that they come out with? Do, do you, you don't care? I don't think players care about it at all. But for us, and it's really, you fodder. don't think they get pissed off? I mean, the way they'll see it is who's making this list? That's the way they'll see about, you know, 
Who, what intern made this list? Basically. What intern? Well, who's making the list? MLB Network. Are they all sitting down together right. and like, here's our process? No, they're not doing that. Well, it usually, um, back when I was there, it was like, a, there was like a select group of people. It was like behind the scenes people, some on air, I Ooh. think. And then just watch for this. You're always going to see a couple of guys, a couple of spots in their top 100 list where it's uh, teammates that go consecutively because they couldn't figure out which one was better. So they won at 41 and one at 42. That's always a fallback. Okay. All right. Last thing before we get out of here on the YouTube and the podcast side of things, the Philly fanatic and slugger, the Kansas City Royals mascot made a bet about this weekend's Super Bowl. Which mascot is going to be celebrating after Sunday? I've had many, many good times in Kansas City, see Rosie, mm -hmm. but you know I'm a Philly guy. I'm even wearing Eagles colors right now a little bit. I think the Eagles are going to get it done. So uh, the Fanatic, although he's a little crazy for me, and he's like messed with me a little bit, I think the Fanatic's going to win this bet. I think the Eagles win the Super Bowl. I, th I actually think they win it like surprisingly easily. Really? I think so. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. But uh, if you go to my pinned tweet, well, if you just go to my Twitter feed, it's pinned from September 8th. It is the uh, it was the opening night of the NFL season, the standalone Thursday game. Bills Rams about 25 minutes before kick. I made my Super Bowl prediction. I said the Bills will head to the Super Bowl. However, they will lose to the Philadelphia Eagles. So I guess I'll stick with that since, since I kind of got half credit on it. Eagles lose. No, Eagles win. I said the Bills would lose to the uh, Eagles. Okay, cool. Yeah. We're uh, together on this. I, I, like, I wish you were different because then we could bet each other or something, but we're both in the Eagles. No, well, I, you know, I'm part of the NFL network. I don't know what that word is that you just talked about. 28-24, uh, I've got the Eagles winning. I think it's going to be a really, really good game. And I'm okay. looking forward to it. So there you go. Um, what do you have coming up? Anything interesting? Uh, talking baseball. We put out an episode yesterday about our most underrated players in the big leagues, uh, which Good was one. kind of fun, shining some light on some of these guys that don't necessarily always get talked about. Um, and then tomorrow, another massive TPP binge sesh. And those will start coming out, uh, I think, next week is our first uh, drop. Don't get mad at us. You rank these teams, okay? Everyone's like, how oh, did you have this team ranked here? We didn't do it. Our fans did. So I want to okay. put that out there. What about you? What do you got? Uh, well, let's see here. The latest episode of the Rose Rotation is out with Kike Hernandez. Very enjoyable listen. Um, our football show with CJ Uzama tells us how players get ready for the Super Bowl since he was just doing it a year ago. How much interest he has in the Aaron Rodgers to the Jets rumors. And then the other day, I just taped next week's Rose Rotation, which is Logan Webb mm. and Jock Peterson together. Whoa. Okay. Jock is, he's out there, man. He is out there. One of a kind. Makes it fun, though. So that'll be coming out on Monday. So make sure you tune in for that. Um, cool. I am off to Glendale at some point. I'll check my flight and I'll figure out when that is. And then uh, I will see you next Tuesday. How's that sound? I'm excited. I want to, after the game, I will tell everyone to glue their eyes to the TV and watch my good friend C. Rose.
That's right. NFL Network. We appreciate it. So for our one-of-a-kind producer, and he is one-of-a-kind, just like Jack Peterson, Dan Rourke. That is Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. We will see you next week on Baseball Today.